We want to welcome everyone to BNB Presents the Black Media Podcast. And tonight, I think, is our 100th episode. Think you're right. All right. So my name is Benny, and who I got right in front of me? It's your girl, Betty, 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 y'all. What up, though? What up, though? Welcome to the 100th episode, and Betty picked a good one tonight. Uh, The film that she chose was called A Family Divided. It is currently playing on Tubi, and it's about the Livingston family making an uh, impossible external choice after both of their children received two different life-threatening medical diagnoses. Uh, the film is starring Joseph Phillip Jr., Madison Danielle Colts, Lorenzo Orlando, Kristen Ronega, and Italy Montclair. It was directed and screenplay by uh, Kamal Smith and the executive producers Renika McQueen Echoes. Betty, great film that you picked for the 100th episode. Why did you pick it? <laughs> All right. So um, I picked this movie because um, I think my fr- my friend's husband uh, played in it. Mm-hmm. And he uh, let us know that it was available on Tubi to start streaming. I remember her talking about how good it was and how much of a tearjerker it was. So I was like, oh, we got we to gotta watch it. So anytime one of his films comes. We gonna watch it, so that's what we're doing. Jonathan Crawford, the third. Shout out to Jonathan. He's been in a whole bunch of films uh, that we've watched over last two years or so, and it seems like he's getting bigger and bigger roles as we kind of go through some of these films. And the yeah. quality is getting better too. So, shout out, shout out. <laughs> what were your overall thoughts about the film? First of all, let me shout out uh, Kamal Smith for attaching himself to such a great project. Uh, Beautiful job directing. I think this is one of the uh, more diverse casts we've seen for our race and age ranges of uh, the individuals in there. Yeah, we had, um, yeah, because we had, you know, some young actors and actresses, Mm -hmm. actually young, we can tell that they are visibly teenagers and I think they did a great (laughs) job. Um, You know, some of them may be older teenagers, but we we know that they're teenagers nonetheless, and they did a great job yeah. um, in those in the film. Um, and I, I did like the diversity of the cast. I, Kamal is doing a, a great job, consistently giving us good, diverse content, uh, mm-hmm. pushing the envelope a little bit. Um, you know, giving us something just outside of the norm of what people are expecting from movies that have been uploaded to Tubi. So shout out to him for that. I would say this film could rival any Lifetime film or what's the other affiliate that be showing all the Christmas movies, but Lifetime and the other one, whatever the other network that is, Amazon Prime. This mm-hmm. film could have definitely rivaled any of those films as far as being the content, cast diversity, uh, underlying storyline, the acting. Yeah, hats off to Kamal on this one. If we would have threw Keisha Knight Pulliam or uh, Man. Brad James in there, baby, we would have been, <laughs> it would have been butter. Put a little Brian J. White in there, boy. Have him no. be in the coach or something. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. Yeah, you, you know what? That would have been a good role for him. Okay. okay Not a good role for him. You try to, try to play my boy Brian <laughs> J. I see that. I see that. <laughs> you ain't right for that, Benny. I just seen someone, he was in a Monica video back in the day. I was like, where did this? They were doing like a history. I guess it's Monica's birthday. And they was doing like a review of like her videos. And I was like, they go Brian J in a Monica video. That's when he had the J in the name. He didn't drop the J. 
He's just Brian White now. Brian White. Okay. Yeah, but shout out to the to the uh, to the cast and just to kind of give you all an insight into the film. So one of the kids had a heart condition. You see this from just watching it. Um, and it was, it was a younger athlete, and that was a story that sometimes I see on TV, and I think, oh my God, that's tragic, and I just kind of skim past it. This actually puts a human, real face on all on all parties involved when you flip through the news, whether it be LeBron James' son or the kid that passed out at Northwestern a few years back, and some of the kids that have lost their lives in college and, and high school from playing sports, and like I said, when I see those stories, I'm like, damn, that's tragic. And I kind of flip past it. But after watching this, it kind of makes me think about what the family is really going through in those particular situations. I know you got kids, like I got kids and grandkids, got kids and all that crazy mess. What are Who your got thoughts on? Who got I don't know. Just, I got God kids, I should say. Okay, I'm about to say. I don't know who got no <laughs> grandbabies around here, but I know I don't. But yeah, you're right, and it does give you a perspective of what the family is going through. Um, but the good thing about this film mm -hmm. is that they caught it. Yeah. And they were able to um, have a diagnosis and, you know, uh, for him, which a lot of families don't get that opportunity. That's so. True. There was some silver lining. I didn't think that we would have a silver lining in this film, but we did. And I think that it was a, a great told story. It definitely was a tearjerker. Like it was um, one of those things as a parent, even like going through the Tubi group mm -hmm. and people were talking and discussing the film and, and you know, people were saying why it touched them for so many different reasons. Um, so shout out to Kamal and his team for putting out a great story um, that actually appealed to everyone. So great job. Kudos on that. He He's always been on the, on a diverse end of his films uh, that he attached himself to. Dennis Reeves get more diverse. Cause you know, he had street legal out uh, far as Dennis Reed, but Kamal has always operated in that none. I'm just going to stick to drug dealing, bang, 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 shoot him up. Even Moolah film has dropped those Christmas films. They do, pretty good doing some of those comedies so shout out to the whole detroit film scene still kicking ass on tubi and taking names and since we are on this family theme talk about a family divided we about to hit this rabbit hole and we come back we're going to talk about your boy brian mcknight which is not brian white so sit tight we'll be right back and we are back so if you missed the first segment we were talking about a family divided on Tubi, definitely go check it out. It's super duper inter I go say entertaining, but it's definitely you know a, a tearjerker. It's a thought piece. You you would definitely enjoy it, and it's a norm because a lot of people complain about all the gang banging violent movie on Tubi. This is something different for you. Now we got to get into this rabbit hole and talk about your boy Brian McKnight. Now Betty, from my understanding, you had already canceled Brian McKnight in your mind uh, about three four months ago <laughs> with the kids. And the cancellation has not gotten any, <laughs> any, um, you know, he, he ain't recovering. He ain't recovering. He recovering. I didn't even know what the proper verbiage was to say there. But he has gone on to um, this baby that he's had. Um, mm -hmm. It's his legacy. He also named him Junior. Like he didn't already have a Junior. <laughs> and then he went. And said, you know what, bump all this. I'm going to go ahead and change my name to the baby name. And I'm going to be his junior. No, he, no, he, 
So what Brian did was he took the 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 baby's name and with the, so the baby's full name is Brian Kanoa McCowell McKnight. I probably fucked it all up. So Brian McKnight has just been Brian McKnight. So he decided to add the K- Kanoa McCoy in his middle name, Senior. So that's what he did. He just took the baby's full name and added the the, the and, ma- and matched up the middle names. I don't know how that worked because if the baby was named that first, <laughs> then then Brian McKnight. Senior Junior <laughs> is Brian Midnight Junior. You know what? I think we is giving too much energy to this Looney Bin individual. Yeah. I just don't even know. And then, you know, people are still constantly telling his oldest son that he should change his name. And he's like, what I'm changing my name for? This is my son's name. Right. Now, wouldn't that yeah. be something? I yeah. don't know. It's just too yeah. much for me. If he ain't getting no less weird. Was a person, <laughs> fuck these what is he kids. doing all this for? I don't even know. This is the most passive aggressive move I have ever seen. I do admire the pettiness to have a brand new baby then change your name to match the baby name like you ain't already had babies. So I don't even know what to say. Is Brian McKnight still canceled though? No one last cry. No. I yeah, I'm not I'm over that. I've been over it. I've been over it. But y'all but y'all go off the then. Who we got I've left? Been over it. Far as musicians, we can't play R. Kelly. We got to put Brian McKnight on the list. Trey Songz looking a little sketchy. Chris Brown made Trey a strong Song recovery. Never been on still, my list, but we can still play Chris Brown. I guess that's it. That was sketchy for a while. That was a little sketchy. It was a little, mm-hmm. little sketchy. And other family news. Uh, Monique explained why she calls her husband daddy, and she said that he's raising her. And just to kind of give you all a brief thing on the story. She said her father stopped raising her at 13 as far as giving her parental advice to a certain degree. And after that, she kind of remembered just being rich and being young with no guidance. And then she meets Sydney. How young was she? Because she was definitely, um, she wasn't that damn young. Yeah. Because I don't even think Sydney is her, and that's not even her first husband or her first child's father. I'm glad you said that. Yeah, nobody, I, don't th- I don't think she was that young. Nobody that conversation. I'm glad. Let's write Monique and say, Monique, what your husband, your first husband didn't. I don't know. That's right. Because so what happened was she's just kind of saying that her and Sydney were friends for a long time, and uh, she asked him a question about something. And he was like, "At that time, you wasn't my responsibility, but now that you are my wife, you are my responsibility." Which I can agree with. But she would just explain that he has helped. I think when she said "raise" might not have been the best word. She should have said maybe guide her. As a woman on certain decisions, maybe that would have been better, but she said he helped raise me. And, of course, people jumped all on it. Betty, are you going to take the Jada Pinkett approach to what you said last week, or are you going to go in on this one? Who jumped in on it? Uh, Okay, so let's just say this. Um. Okay, what can I say? What can I say? Let's see. Let's First of all, see. what Betty am I gonna get? Am I gonna get the PC Betty, or I'm gonna get Betty that be in my group? Mat, go my uh, group. Betty, you got these people out here thinking <laughs> I'm perpetrating the fraud, like you, like I be like lying or something, and, and I don't I, be. I just choose. I just pick and choose the times to <laughs> to go in. Okay. Okay. Well, sometimes yeah. it's not always worth going in. Okay. On. Go ahead. But I was trying to find out. Uh, Her first before, husband. Yeah. So she married Sydney Hicks in 2006, according to Wikipedia. 
Okay. And in 2006, she was definitely in her 40s or somewhere near. She wasn't that young. <laughs> so I'm just confused. But that's neither here nor there. Um, I thought when she's when she I always thought that she called her dad her husband daddy because like Zaddy, like Big Daddy, like you know how like sometimes you might call somebody daddy. Not you, Benny. No, but somebody might call somebody daddy. That's what I was thinking of. So when I was watching the clip, and let's just be clear, it was a small clip. Right. When I was watching that clip, I was like, okay, wait a goddamn minute. This man was raising you as your husband? That blew my mind. I was not expecting that. I think I she should have said guided her. Maybe that would have been a, an appropriate thing to say. I, I still don't think that's appropriate. Um, I don't know what she should have said, but um, she should have just said, I, he love him when I call him Big Papa. I don't know. Like, what, what, this just wasn't, I don't know. I, I, feel, I feel conflicted by this whole conversation. I just think she talked about this before, and I think it got brought back up on another interview. And Did she his, say that? Did she say he was raising her in that? In this particular interview that just recently came out, she said that uh, he he was, you know, he kind of raised her. Um, and like I said, maybe she should have said guided, but uh, not my monkey, not my show. And since we are in the family theme, Kiki White opens up about being the mother of 11, and she said it's actually not that hard. And then the comments went in, like, well, when we watch the show, your ass always crying, sleepy, and angry, so apparently it is hard. I'm like, girl, I got five kids with no money um, and a regular-ass job, and I know it's hard. So you was not about to get on TV and tell us that it's not hard. Like, I just was so appalled by that. And then, like, we watch your show and you crying on every goddamn scene. <laughs> and then, I mean, I guess, you know, like, somebody, sometimes you have to put stuff into perspective. Like, things are hard, but, like, you create your own level of difficulty or whatever. Right. So maybe her reality is, for her, she feels like her life could be harder, I guess. But, ma'am, that shit look hard as fuck to me. <laughs> you taking that baby with the um, health condition and oxygen tank and a CPAP machine and a feeding tube to the studio? That's a lot. And then she got 11 kids and then she, she just had a, a son that was battling cancer a couple years ago. Um... And I think he's in remission and doing well now, according to the show. Mm -hmm. I, I I just don't know who she's trying to sell that to. If you want to have 30 kids, by all means, as long as your kids are not being neglected, mistreated, or um, anything like that, that is your right to have as many babies as God would allow you to have. However, maybe you cannot convince us that it ain't... Uh, that you ain't over there having a hard time. <laughs> you just ain't. Now, this ain't necessarily family news, but what's going on with our reality stars going to jail? Like, Destiny is on the lookout. Crime, crime Stoppers out of Huntsville said she was in there trying to put the, the, some utility bills in her ex-husband's name. Fake news. Nigga, fake, fake news. Fake news. That wasn't this real. ain't no Crime Stopper worthy um, <laughs> than the people down the street trying to tap into somebody else's um, 
line. I don't want to hear this. Y'all got this lady plastered all on the news for what? Is did that really happen? Like, I want to see it. Well, they was they were supposed to do something, but then we got a uh, which is real ass news. British is going to jail for about four years. British pled guilty to a lot of fraud. She yeah. did a lot. And it fun. could very well be, and she didn't get that much money, I don't Who think. Who was but her attorney? I don't know. She did. Was she played to a lot. I mean, she was a, she should have got big, what's that big dog law firm in Detroit? What's <laughs> that? Top dog. Top dog, law. whatever it's called. She should have <laughs> got them. She should have got attorney Carl Collins. He is good. <laughs> she should have got somebody. She should have got that motherfucker from uh, Africa that wasn't even a real lawyer, but won 26 cases. <laughs> Shit. I could have defended her on that. I, I, but you know how sometimes with court cases, it'd be like, they did this one, but she was doing everything. They said she was claiming uh, kids, nieces and nephews as her dependents. They said she was uh, got a PPP loan, a couple oh. of them. Um, they said she was doing a lot. She played well. I'm not gonna say they said she was doing. She pled guilty to all, all of those things. And you know, all you got to do is is uh, fill out a paperwork, and that's already mail fraud. Yeah. That's already 16 counts or something. Once you once you put something in the mail to put a stamp on it or uh, transmit some kind of mail with false information, you already going to jail. Yeah, you yeah. We was I was talking about to a friend because I think it was a bank robbery out in uh like Bloomfield. And it was like the teller was given a note. And I was like, well, that was kind of smart because any good criminal lawyer would tell you, like, once you brandish a gun, because within a crime, there's always other crimes within a crime they can get you for. So if I hand you a note and you give me some money, I can arguably say I didn't have to turn the money over because there was no threat of violence. <laughs> I will go out on the list and say I have. I have no uh, legal... Uh, knowledge of how that works. <laughs> However, that sounds about right. I mean, I guess she ain't got no firearm charge or I yeah, guess Brent, it wouldn't necessarily be armed robbery. Robbery, huh? right. Yeah, it was just like I handed you a note, you handed me some money. I didn't, I didn't say if you don't or else. I just said, you know, it's, so we were just posted on that case. <laughs> so yeah, so that that was that. I, I just couldn't believe, yeah, four years. But that brings me to another uh, another thing that's kind of on a bigger scale. With her going to jail, this ain't our first reality show. We had the Grizzlies, we had Jen Shaw. Uh, Did she actually go to jail already? Oh yeah, Jen Shaw already in jail. Oh, okay, I know she was going. Jail. I don't really follow her that much, but I know she was going. And if we combine that with some of the plastic surgery that we see going on, do you think that? Do you think people have to know themselves before they enter into reality TV? Um, I think that we don't, we don't, I don't even even think even, even people who have, um, very well seasoned people, you know, Mm -hmm. um, who've had, you know, some, um, kind of fame or some kind of notoriety or some kind of, um, um, money coming in before the social media, I mean, and the reality TV, they still fall victim of it. You had this same face for 45 years, and now because you got a couple more dollars, you're going to go and change your whole face. Right. You know, we see it every day. You know, we see very beautiful people well, or who we deem to be beautiful, but I guess you have to be beautiful in your own eyes well, right. um, before you start doing that. So I just think that, um, I don't know. 
I think the pressure is mad real for people. Yeah. It's mad real. I can understand why some people don't want to have social media because you kind of have to have your own mind. You have to have your own um, sense of belonging because it'd be so easy for people to influence you if you don't. Which is weird because people look to them to influence the world, but it seems like the world is influencing them, if that makes sense. Yeah, but it's uh, it's only like, like just say for instance, and this may be, um, I don't know how good of an example it is. So right now we're entering into like, I think it's like, is it season 10 of Married to Medicine? Is it 10 seasons? Let me check. I think it. it's, it's high. It's a lot of seasons. And I want to say that they've been advertising 10. It may not be 10. But whatever it is, we're entering into this new season of Married to Medicine. And anybody who has listened to the podcast over the last couple seasons know that Married to Medicine is one of my favorite reality shows. Um, So now we have Phaedra Parks um, Mm -hmm. coming into this new season. And I'm not quite sure who she's dating or I haven't been really following her after the incident with her and Candy. And all of that. But Phaedra looks like a totally different person now. Um, so she's heavily influenced by whatever is going on. She's decided to change her look. And she looks like everybody else that who's been wow. on reality TV for the last 10 years or so. So I don't know. I just think that everybody is looking like everybody else. Right. When you see somebody on Shade Room or Instagram, sometimes you got to do a double take. We don't know who these people are. They look different. <laughs> Maybe it's the light, maybe it's the makeup, maybe it's the contour, maybe it's the nose job. I don't know, but everybody is looking the same and everybody wants to fit the same aesthetic. It's weird. With you having a daughter, how do you prevent the world from influencing her but telling her to stand within, you know, within her own? How do you even parent to that degree? Because that's something I don't think our parents had to worry about. Maybe we had like one or two magazines that could influence you, but now it just seems like it's a constant bombardment of, of information and stuff. I think for me, and this is just my own personal thing, and I know that my kids are individuals and they do things, um, some things that I um, agree with, some things mm-hmm. I don't, you know, because they are individuals. But I think the, the thing for me is that I have been a big influence in my children's life, not just my daughter, but my children. And um, I try to set good examples the best I can, right. try to make adjustments accordingly so that I can live a life that my kids can see um, and want to emulate. Not necessarily, I don't subscribe to the see it, um, you know, do as I say, not as I do. Right. Um, right. And that's just my personal thing. Every parent has their own. Um, thing and even with me doing that my kids still have decided to make some choices that they ain't never seen me do but you know they have other influences outside of me one of the things I think is so dope is that my daughter my oldest daughter like she is she's unique she has her own look and her own everything Um, I wish she had not got those two nose piercings but that's something that she really wanted to do so she went and got these two nose piercings I'm almost certain that in a couple years she's not going to want them anymore and that's just how that goes with things that we do when we're young and our brains are not that developed but uh, my daughter has freckles and moles like I do on my face Mm -hmm. and she chooses to not wear makeup because she does not want to cover her freckles and moles which I think is dope Um, I think it's dope that she doesn't like filters in her pictures um, because she's beautiful. 
and without those things so i i i absolutely love the fact that she is not influenced to you know to like alter herself or feel like she has to present a, a, a faucet to who she is for everybody else i think that's awesome um you know and you know we struggle because now she's a senior in high school so we're getting ready to do senior pictures and we're getting ready to do um prom and all that stuff and she's like you know i don't really want to wear makeup i want to try to find somebody who is going to be able to do you know something natural and soft and i get that and i you know i kind of am the same way a little bit like i wear makeup all the time and when i don't wear makeup and i post pictures without makeup people are like i didn't know that you look like I'm very bright. I'm very pale <laughs> without makeup. <laughs> and I have freckles and I have most. So people are not used to seeing them all the time. But I still wear the same makeup that I've been wearing. Like I don't do all the extra stuff. Like my face right, is going to be me. And the layering and the couture I, and yeah, the I don't do all of that stuff. Like my makeup application is very basic. Um, what the girls would call basic. But that's because I like looking like me. I just like to um, even out my complexion. Right. And cover my mouth and freckles sometimes. So um I just I just hope that my daughters, both of them, continue to not be influenced by what everybody else is doing. Even though my daughter is in the beauty industry, I know that she, you know, catch, catches on the trends and stuff like that. Right. But I want her to always be true to herself and uh know that these things that are out here don't last all the time and she, you know, doesn't want to be caught up in all that. Okay. That was a mouthful. Then you yeah, always get me talking. But then I just I was just wondering because when we look at like I said, when we was coming up, you just had Essence magazine or Teen Vogue was what was influencing the black girls to do something different. But now and that was just if you when it picked up the magazine, but now you got Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, TV, video, YouTube with so many different consistent, not necessarily body positive images. That I see more older women affected than I see younger women. I see women in their fifties like getting a butt lift. Like, no, come on. Like Kim Zosiak somehow she's getting a vaginal rejuvenation. Now, well, a lot of stuff has come out of that vag, and <laughs> and she's trying to have hopes of probably getting a new husband or something. I don't know that that vag might be a little loose and um. You know, might be a lot happening there. I don't know. Let me know, ask you a so question. I, you know. Are you going to buy a brand new car or a refurbished old school? Let's just... <laughs> so that's kind of what you got to look at it as. <laughs> but, no, but I think that women um, do that. And I think Dr. Jackie talked about this before. She did. I'm um, married to medicine. I think they do that also for their... Because at some point, things may have happened. Things may have changed where you don't have that same... Uh, the same sensory <laughs> right, um yeah. you know or things don't hit like they used to when right. you get a certain age or when things have you know changed so with that being said it could possibly be very well for herself that she's getting that i don't know yeah i know we joke about it but i think she was just kind of citing that uh because of the you know the kids not necessarily from pounds of like thousands of years of sex or whatever but just because of the kids that when she laughs that's wild <laughs> i had to put a black number on it that was black math. Mm, <laughs> like, okay. Not just, 50, not 50, 11, but right, 50, but 11. thousands of years. Right. Okay, 50, I got 11, you. 50, 11, 1,000 is probably about the same amount of time. Depending it may be. I think it is, actually. <laughs> I think it is. You might but be right. I, I, she was just kind of citing that when she, you know, because of the kids or whatever, is that when sometimes when she laugh or sneeze, that she pee a little because of, you know, the, and that's why she was going in to get it redone. 
Now the joke came in is when they talk about Jada Pinkett had it done a few times. Oh, we can't get through a conversation without Jada Pinkett. And people Leave like, Jada alone. Let Jada <laughs> just tell her story, whether or not it be true, false, indifferent. I think that there are some components of Jada Pinkett's story that may be um, fictional. There may be. I don't know. I still haven't gotten through the book. But all in all, I want to say that Jada is telling her story and she is allowed to do that. Where are you at in this book? Because you, you told me it's like 14-hour audio, right? I'm going to be really honest with you, Benny. <laughs> I have been super busy this week working on some other stuff. My birthday is coming up in like six days yep um so i've really been trying to get my birthday thing on however i'm gonna take some time off of work next week um and work on some other business type stuff so during that time i'll have more time to dedicate let to, it play in the background yeah i have more time to dedicate to the book so i hope that by the time we come back in two weeks i would have finished the book and we'll be able to give you my synopsis on it right now yeah. Things are happening. They said she was on Sesame Street talking to Oscar Grouch about Will Smith because she's talking to anybody that's going to listen. Okay. Now, <laughs> this is not the bash. <laughs> the only person, the only two people on here that I think we was adamant about everybody knowing that we were not friends of okay. is the, the artist formerly known as uh, The Aura and mm-hmm. That one guy who played with uh, Felicia Rashad and uh, Lisa Bonet back in the 80s, and Keisha Knight, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. he was their daddy. That person. Them the only people. Putting Everybody pop, else, we're going to try to get them a little fair shot, I think. And I think we was on the fence about Marquis Houston, but I'm not sure. Because we still be watching his movies. So I don't know if he's did anything criminal. Uh, he, I'm going to say... He waited till the flower was right before he plucked it. Okay. No, there no. we go. All right. So, so <laughs> if all minds and hearts <laughs> are clear, we will see you all next time. <laughs> it's your girl, Betty, y'all. I'm out. And I'm Benny. We'll talk to y'all next time. Peace. Peace. <laughs>